0: It's Tuesday, February 7th, and this is Brian with The Morning News. Give us five minutes and we'll give you the headlines you need to know. To be in the know, crews released toxic chemicals into the air from five derailed tanker cars that were in danger of exploding Monday and began burning it after warning residents near the Ohio, Pennsylvania state line to leave immediately or face the possibility of death. Flames and black smoke billowed high into the sky from the derailment site late in the afternoon. About an hour after authorities said the controlled release would begin, the slow release of vinyl chloride from five rail cars into a trough that was then ignited created a large plume over the village of East Palestine, but authority said they were closely monitoring the air quality. Thus far, no concerning readings have been detected, Pennsylvania Governor Josh Shapiro said at a brief news conference about three hours after the venting and burning procedure began. Ohio Governor Mike DeWine ordered evacuations in the area of the derailment that had been smoldering since Friday night. Authorities believed most, if not all, residents in the danger zone had left. In other news, House Speaker Kevin McCarthy said Republicans would seek to eliminate the annual budget deficit in talks with Democrats over raising the debt limit, a demand that would likely require deep cuts to federal spending. Since they took control of the House last month, Republicans have been arguing that Congress should cut spending in exchange for GOP support for raising the debt limit, now at about $31.4 trillion. On Monday, Mr. McCarthy laid out the size of the cuts Republicans are seeking. A responsible debt limit increase that begins to eliminate wasteful Washington spending and puts us on a path to a balanced budget is not only the right place to start, it's the only place to start, said Mr. McCarthy. The annual gap between federal spending and federal revenue was around $1.4 trillion last fiscal year. The Committee for a Responsible Federal Budget, a nonpartisan budget group, has estimated that balancing government spending and revenue over 10 years would require cutting 25% of government spending. Around the world, rescuers in Turkey and Syria searched through the frigid night into Tuesday hoping to pull more survivors from the rubble after a 7.8 magnitude earthquake killed more than 4,000 people and toppled thousands of buildings across the wide region. Authorities feared the death toll from Monday's pre-dawn earthquake and aftershocks would keep climbing as rescuers looked for survivors among tangles of metal and concrete spread across the region. Seismic activity continued to rattle the region, including another jolt nearly as powerful as the initial quake. Workers carefully pulled away slabs of concrete and reached for bodies as desperate family members waited for news of loved ones. The quake sent residents of Damascus and Beirut rushing into the street and was felt as far away as Cairo. Back in the U.S., Senator Kevin Kramer raised concerns over a project that backed a Chinese company's plans to build a $700 million corn mill on the outskirts of Grand Forks, North Dakota. Grand Forks Mayor Brandon Boshinsky once supported the deal but now opposes it after the release of a letter from an Air Force official declaring the corn mill project a security risk because of its proximity to the Grand Forks Air Force Base 12 miles away. Lawmakers and others say they want to make sure the U.S. food supply chain is protected and that China and other foreign adversaries are not able to use U.S. lands as a perch for spying. Some also worry that wealthy foreign owners could price domestic farmers out of the market or seek to skirt U.S. environmental standards. Chinese holdings of U.S. agricultural land have increased significantly in recent years. In Congress, lawmakers have introduced bipartisan bills to tighten federal oversight of foreigners' proposed purchases or outright block the ability of buyers from China, Russia, North Korea, and Iran to buy U.S. farmland or agricultural businesses. And... A majority of Democrats now think one term is plenty for President Joe Biden, despite his insistence that he plans to seek re-election in 2024. A new poll shows just 37% of Democrats say they want him to seek a second term, down from 52% in the weeks before last year's midterm elections. While Biden has trumpeted his legislative victories and ability to govern, the polls suggest relatively few U.S. adults give him high marks on either. As the president gives his State of the Union address tonight, he has a chance to confront fundamental doubts about his competence to govern. Now you know, and you're ready to go with The Morning News. Share this with a friend and subscribe to us wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. You can also sign up for our newsletter at themorningnews.com. Thank you for listening.